Welcome back, everybody, to the Stark Wars podcast, where we talk all things Marvel, Star Wars, and everything in between. Please take a moment to check our show notes to find our social media, merch, and more. Today, we are recapping the entire season of Echo. First season? I don't know. Is there? Is, I don't think. It's probably one season. Um, but yeah, uh, full spoilers. So if you haven't seen that thing in its entirety, I would get out of here. And uh, I'm joined by my fellow echo tommy <laughs> didn't plan an intro michael it's okay you know we can discuss what to do for the intro over some sunday family dinner i know it, i know it's friday but i figured we could get together you still love those cookies <laughs> yeah i'm sorry had one oh good okay yeah, yeah. tommy uh before we even talk marvel stuff how are you it's been a minute since i know we we've just you know we did our our big avengers tower podcast and uh but other than that like you know we haven't really gotten to talk together like this in a bit no i the starkey we had the starkeys great success uh there with those awards and then and then yeah we had the the um towers podcast but i'm good i'm i'm uh you know it's a new year new projects uh, uh, just here and there everywhere and uh got some great marvel content or, or content uh from this and then uh yeah I'm, I'm good how are you i'm good yeah i just i mean i wanted to plug again you know ventures towers podcast was great but you mentioned starkey's go listen to that guys uh, is that appropriate to plug our own podcast to, like get people off this current podcast to go listen to another I one think of our so. podcasts? starkey's is good i really enjoyed that podcast. yeah because maybe someone skipped it because they're like oh what's maybe a new listener was like oh what's the starkey's this is yeah. weird and they're like oh but we marvel yeah. spotlight <laughs> yeah and they're they're like oh but i love echo let me, let me jump on this podcast yeah. well go backwards that's that's us recapping uh all, all the shows of the last year and giving out our awards if you didn't know what the starkies are predictions all that um so yeah. uh tommy here we are we, we've got a new show here um echo uh what did you think so going in I probably had the lowest. I just was like, okay, this is a show. I think, you know, we all, uh, I think you were probably one of the highest I know who was high on, on Echo, the character from Hawkeye. Uh, and, and for me, I was kind of like, I'm interested to see what, what they have going. Uh, I thought it was good. I thought it was fine. I think like for me going into the show and watching it, I was definitely still wanting to press play on the next episode, especially around like the beginning to the middle. I think, uh, the final episode lost me a little bit and we can talk about that, but I think overall I enjoyed the down to earthness of her dealing with her family. And like, what I liked about the show is the complexness of like, man, there's a lot of ways you can look at what happened to Maya and her grandmother's decisions, her dad's decisions, all that stuff was really captivating to me. Cause I don't think there was a, a it wasn't black and white. It was very like, I see there's a points on a lot of these people's sides. Yeah, um, first and foremost, agree with you about the finale. We'll get there. Unfortunately, I felt like, much like these Marvel shows, they just can't wrap it up. Um, but it, it didn't work for me. Um, I will say there was a lot I was excited about. I love Echo as a character. Really excited about that. We had Kingpin, Daredevil. Like, there was a lot. It was a TVMA, right? Which is kind of funny in hindsight, because I don't know how like ma really what like like if you watch the trailers they, they got like the trailer voice guys like viewer discretion is advised and i'm like my kid could watch this like it, it wouldn't bother like it's maybe a little bit of blood but not much more than i don't know 
for Marvel though, that's a, that's like holding hands, you know, like when you're in middle school and you're holding hands for the first time. That's Marvel's like, whoa, we're doing a lot of violence with this gunshots. This was like the school dance of yeah. the MCU. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I will say, you know, the things that I was excited for, they delivered on a little bit each time. You know, again, I thought they did the Echo character pretty well, maybe not as well as I wanted. Um, Daredevil was there, not as much as I wanted Daredevil to be there. Kingpin was there. Actually, I think Kingpin might be my favorite part of the show, but we can Kingpin, get to that. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> oh, we'll get to it. But I'm, I've been a big Kingpin fan, and I was very excited. I think the only thing I wanted more, more battles with him. I felt like, and we'll get into the finale of it all. I felt like they really missed the combat side of Kingpin and this idea of this like he's, you know, he's he's not the the worst fighter if you know Kingpin. He's pretty good at that. So probably the yeah. only. I felt like, you know, coming into this, we had, in my opinion, two versions of Kingpin. We had the Netflix Kingpin and we had the, the the one we saw in Hawkeye, which I felt was a little different in that I felt like they didn't really dive into like, they didn't humanize Kingpin in, in Hawkeye, right? They, they showed him more as a brooding force and you did see him in a bit more action there. Um, I felt like this was kind of a return to form for Kingpin where like they very much humanized him. Well, and I think I think that's to a point. If anything, this show is probably they don't know if everyone's going to have watched Netflix Daredevil, and obviously we know there's another Daredevil show. This felt like a reintroduction of like, hey, there's certain things we want you to know going into Daredevil about Kingpin, especially his. Hey, we need you to know his dad beat up his mom. Like, we need you to know that information, and a lot of that stuff. I feel like was done on purpose so that going into the new Daredevil show, they already. Kingpin's established. We already know who he is. Even if you didn't watch Netflix, we don't need a relay. And, and Echo, to a degree, I felt that with a lot of things. It felt like it was connecting some of that Netflix-ness. There was a lot of like, hey, let's reintroduce you to some of this stuff in case you didn't watch these other programs. Yeah. Um, and again, I felt like every time, you know, they would give me a little bit of what I want. And then I'm just like, it's not exactly like, OK, so there was the moment of, we're jumping way ahead at this point. We'll be all over the place. Welcome to Star Wars, everybody. <laughs> um, but that, there's there's a moment where he presents the hammer that he killed his father with, which is part of the Netflix show. But it's not the same hand. It's a different style of hammer. Like they didn't even get the hammer. Like like the the in the Netflix show, it was like the you know the hammer that you know it's got the head and it's got the thing that you can pull the nails out. You know, it's it's your standard hammer. This hammer was different. Yeah, this was like a little a little tinkery hammer. Uh, is it chisel hammer? I don't know. Is this a bear? Is this like? Do we? I guess, and maybe I haven't done enough research on this with the Netflix. Is that canon, or are they like those characters are canon? But we're so maybe this is like variation, uh, uh, you know, Fisk, where it's like the story's slightly different, the hammer changed in the two different dimension in the universes. I don't know, but yeah, I realize I, I, I'm being nitpicky with the <laughs> hammer, but it, but it's a, it's a metaphor for how a lot of things went. Yeah, it's it's Echo. I think we walk away being like better than we expected but still not like it's like getting a cake and uh, the, it may not be the cake you expected, but you're like, it's still cake. Like it's still, <laughs> I'll take this over. I'll take this over uh, a lot of these shows. And I think one of the biggest issues that uh, with this show that I, it reminded me of winter soldier at times where they tried to establish this entire dynamic in five episodes. They try to show you like winter soldier. They try to show you these, fam this family. And now, you know, this family and you have to care about this family and it's a really hard task, I think, to do. I think Echo did it a lot better than Winter Soldier in, in establishing the core family. But it's just, it, it is a lot when you're trying to, create in five episodes, create a dynamic, 
create a story and end it all in all in that um in that amount of time yeah no um well said um you know i want to talk about some things that i really did like about this show and for me i thought they delivered you know again you know the I don't know how much gore we needed. It definitely didn't give us that. But I will say the action. I thought the action was really good. I thought the the fight between Echo and Daredevil, and it was kind of disappointing we didn't get more Daredevil because that was like one of my favorite parts of the show. Like the fight scenes were really awesome, really well choreographed. I don't know who they brought in to help with that stuff, but it feels different. It feels like they put way more thought into it than even like, you know, the Marvels, for example, where they're just like, you know, they just shoot things out of their hands and there's not, it's not stylized. You know, there's not, it doesn't seem like there's any thought put into it. It's just like, okay, here's the action scene. Let's just go through the motions. This felt like it there was like smart choices being made and uh, people felt powerful. And I don't know. I just, I think that's another highlight of the show for me. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think they also, on top of that, I think they used the um, sound or lack of sound in a lot of these fights in a really interesting way that that helped build out that character, Maya, and what she has to experience. And, and in general, I think we'll talk about it. It's like, I think they did a well job of a lot of this is touchy subjects with, with Echo. Like, obviously, all of her stuff with her culture and, you know, the the stuff there with the, with hearing and all that. I think they did a really good job of, like, it felt like they put care into that stuff. From someone who who isn't super familiar with, with all of it, but it does feel like they put the care, took the time to make sure they got it done correctly and right. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, we'll we'll dive into some like the flashback stuff, which was very interesting to me. I did want to point out an interesting thing for me, where like they told a lot about the characters. Uh, where, for instance, you know, Kingpin, they show that he never took the time to learn ASL, and I felt like you could see it with the other people in their life. Everyone else is fluent in ASL, right? The, the, her real family, the people that really care about her, they can speak to her. Kingpin never decided to make that leap into understanding Maya in the way that maybe he should have is like an uncle or father figure, whatever. Um, what annoyed me was like, I, I was able to pick up on that. Right. Like I read that about his character. And I was like this. Yeah. Like I get it. I, I understand the, the disconnect. And then they just say it, you know, Maya's like, Maya's like, you never took time to learn ASL. It's like, Okay, like I, we knew this already, and I think that's maybe just the problem with some of the Marvel writing in general. But I, you know, I, it's kind of like on the nose, and a lot of things can be implied without just directly saying it. It shows a lack of trust because I'm with. So I was actually going to mention this exact thing because I too picked up on it right when in that car. I was like, oh, that's really interesting. He never learned that, and it's like we don't need anymore. I don't need it to be a storyline. I like that because it tells me about their characteristics, tells me about Kingpin's he. He will tell you he cares, but he doesn't show how he cared. For, and like, I'm, you, I want to dive deep into like the Fisk relationship and like, uh, Fisk in general, just always trying to cling on to people and 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 all you know loses them because he keeps them too close. I think it's so interesting, but yeah, it didn't need to be said. And I think that's them just not trusting their audience to pick up on that. And it's it's a hard thing. You're you're trying to make a show. And it's like, you want, that's such a big pivotal thing. You want them to notice that, but it's like, let them, it, it, it's worth more. It's like, earn, earn that. And you earned it, but then you took it away. You didn't trust yourself and you took away how cool that moment would have been. You know, it still was still, like I said, was a good character moment, but. Yeah. 
I mean, he went through, he made like, he like invented new technology. At, like, you know, the meme that's like, uh, you know, blank or draw 25 cards in Uno, and it's like the guy holding the deck of cards. That's like Wilson Fist is like, learn ASL or draw 25 cards. Like, he invented new technologies so he didn't have to uh, communicate with it that way. <laughs> he took the, he heard the advice of like, uh, don't reinvent the wheel, and he's like, I'm just gonna create something better than the wheel. I'm gonna I'm gonna walk around this. I'm not even gonna look at your wheel. I'm gonna find another way to do this. Yeah, he he was supposed to build a wheel. He built an engine. It's like, yeah. come on. <laughs> like it's like I guess that word. You did it. Yeah. I guess. Is that is that a characteristic of Kingpin? Is he like a tech savvy guy? Like is he Elon Musk? I don't think so. I, you know, he has money. I think when you have money, you can get anything done. So I I don't know if it's like I think it's more shows that he has the money and he's willing to flaunt it. He's willing to buy, you know, we see it again. He get, we talked about the cookies, like clearly he is not afraid to use money to get the people close to him. And, and that's the trade that it still is common in, in today. Yeah. And, uh, the poor interpreter, uh, <laughs> that was really, again, I think it said a lot about his character where again, he just has money to hire people and abuse them and then toss them out when he doesn't need them. And like, I, I do, I do appreciate there were little things like that throughout the entire show that told us what type of person he was rather than saying it directly, which you don't always have to say it directly. Yeah, no, I, no, that's what, I really think they handled uh, Kingpin so well and like, it was dark. Like, I think they found a good balance of like when he came back in Hawkeye, he was a little, he was like dark, but it's still, he, he didn't have this menacing. I felt, it felt him be more menacing. It felt more like the Daredevil from the Netflix. Obviously, not to the extreme because that character was terrifying. If you go back and rewatch that series, Kingpin is scary. The way they set him up, the way that it's like a couple episodes in, you just get hints of him. But like, I felt a fear from him because of how warmly he's being, but you know how cold. He really is. And when he doesn't see you as family, he does not care about you. Um, no, we'll, we'll get into it, but I, I think Fisk was handled really well. But the problem is I wanted more. And I think that's like Maya's stuff with the ancestry was very interesting. I want more. I think one of the hardest things for me was her powers. It, and this is going into the final episode a little. It felt so second note to everything else. And I'm like, either I almost feel like they needed to cut one thing, like cut the power, just focus on the family aspect and focus on this William Fisk versus her actual family and reconnecting that. And, and cause it, it felt at times like, Oh yeah, she has powers. We're not going to really, it has something to do with her ancestry. We'll explain. And I think they did well of like giving each of the ancestors a, a spotlight, but I do think that like, her connecting the powers and she hands it off to, you know we'll talk about it with the finale but like handing it off to the her, her i mean we could talk about it now because yeah I, I have a lot to like first and foremost i think this is my biggest problem with the powers is they're lame i think her powers are lame the way she defeated kingpin was dumb like i don't like it was there's so much build up to this final confrontation and like she puts a hex on his head and like makes him remember things i don't know i'm just like i it's not exciting to me and I and this is where I was saying earlier. I think the hundred percent. The only reason they did that was because they wanted you to see the memory, so that you knew that about William Fisk, uh, Wilson Fisk, so that you knew that going into the next show. They needed to show that moment because it's something that was is a huge thing for his character, and they don't want to have to do it later. So why not just do it in this? That's that's the only thing that makes sense because I'm with you. It, they didn't show this power enough. It, I'm still confused what the power was, to be honest. It <laughs> healed people, but then it also showed memory. Like I'm, I'm <laughs> the the uh, bird was healed, but like you know, 
I think that's the problem. They need to spend more time with it because it was just a very confusing and it felt very much like a, what's it called when you just, at the end of the day, something comes in to just save the day. And it's uh, that's how it felt with the finale. It's like, all right, we didn't have this power for the other fights, uh, the ice ring fight and all that stuff. But we, we, here it is to get Fisk because we can't really kill him because we're going to be using them. So this is a good way to keep him around. Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, that's one of the many things that, that the MCU does. And it, the powers are as strong or what they need to be when they need to be in any given moment. <laughs> one, it didn't even like, it's not like he was, he had a change of heart because of it. It just, uh, it just uh, ate up time. That's essentially what the whole, the, they won because they just ate up time until police showed up. Uh, so I think that's, you know, I really like, the show but the finale was very much one of those of like it feels like we just phoned it in that we were like we need to just wrap this up and, and wasn't there talks originally was it always supposed to be five episodes because i wonder if that's part of it if it was supposed to be longer and they had to cut some things and they were like all right this is what we got to do for the fifth episode and, and that seems to be their excuse typically these mc I, I feel like that's what they said with wandavision they're like oh we cut an episode it was seven instead of eight was it supposed to be six instead of five I, i'm not sure uh technically but uh, I, I don't know. It's I, I don't accept that excuse anymore, I guess. It's like, I, I feel like you can, you know, you, you can do a movie in two and a half hours. So why can't you do uh, this was basically like a three yeah. hour movie. Why can't you do it like that? <laughs> and you didn't the thing that this show benefited from, you know, we, we touched on it briefly, like the Marvel spotlight of it all. Right. Like they're there. It's it's about focusing in on a very grounded story. That's what they're trying to do with this new this new series. Uh, so you don't have to connect to the bigger MCU. You don't have to set things up. Obviously, I think they're setting up a little bit fizz, but you don't have to. It didn't feel like they utilized the extra uh, material. Again, it felt like they were almost doing too much where it's like, if we cut a couple things down, we could build out some of the things. Like we're supposed to care about Bonnie and their relationship. Bonnie and her probably spent like two minutes in the whole series together. Like, you know, I, I think those are some of our gripes of like, again, I'll take this over most of what Marvel has been putting out though. And I see as much as we're criticizing, we're criticizing because we see the potential for the next, for this to be this incredible show. Cause I like their grounding. I loved the family stuff. I thought it was really dynamic when we got it, but uh, just not enough of it. I'm, I'm going to say this. I feel dumb saying it. I feel dumb that this happened to me, but I, I, I have, I suspect I'm not the only one who thought this. What was the guy's name? Not the not Bonnie, the the guy with the beard. Henry. The, yes. Oh, Biscuit. Biscuit, yes. I love Biscuit. I wanted more Biscuit. Yeah. So when we first meet Biscuit, right? Like he she goes back to the house where Bonnie was, and you suspect that she's going to go meet up with Bonnie. And then this biscuit guy came out. And I, you know, I was being, you know, I was being 2024 woke. I was like, okay, you know, Bonnie's a man now. I like who is biscuit <laughs> like, and that's, this guy came out of nowhere just throw them in the flashback in the beginning when their kids just have a, even just a line like oh biscuits out you know doing this it's like oh he's he's a relative he's one of the cousins it's fine but we don't we only know bodies then we don't like we briefly get a flash at her flash at, of her at a fire you know at the fire uh department but it's like Who's Biscuit? What do you? And, <laughs> I literally, I was like, "This is Bonnie." The bees and everything. I was like, "Yeah, I'm supposed to think this is Bonnie now," and that's fine. And the dog's but... name would also start with a B too. <laughs> What's it with the bees? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, let's let's I guess dive into like the family of it all right now with Biscuit. Uh, I think that's 
it definitely took me a bit to figure out the dynamic of the family. I was like, Henry must be her dad's brother, but also they were calling like he would, he was uncle Henry for all of them. So it's like, it's, you know, and, it, and I think the thing I like about this, it is small town. I know small town. I, I get that vibe of like, you know, your, your daughter's uh, husband's family becomes part of your family because it is that small town, especially, you know, uh, in, in this community. Um, what did you think? Did you, what worked for you with the family? What didn't uh, any highlight, like who was your star of the family? Um, Okay, so here's the other thing. I, I watched all this very quickly after it came out. It's it's only it's not as fresh. I don't remember anyone's name. Let's just get that up front, okay? Um, the older man that ran the antique shop. I think he might have been one of the stars for me. Um, I yeah. feel like he filled Scully, a very. I think Scully yeah. was his. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like he filled a very cliche role of like I, I'm the man with crafty skills that can build your super thing, right? Uh, and he ends up building her a leg, and it's a cool leg. I, and I don't know, I thought he was like a warm presence. He was great. I but again, it took me for a second. I was like, is he their grandpa? Because he was in the flashbacks, but then they didn't, they were like, nope, he just probably was a boyfriend at some point. I think that's what's implied was a, was a boyfriend that didn't last. Uh, I like. A different dynamic you know we don't always need the same family dynamic i do like the idea that he's a boyfriend that still cares about the family but his next boyfriend now so that was fun but uh but again like explain some stuff you know this is where we say don't explain the uh this uh not sign language but explain this give us a, like a, a rundown of like oh these are who these people are um i'm curious though like are like this could very well be a thing that's happening subconsciously, but are we more open to Fisk because we know Fisk and we have a harder time connecting with these new people? Like I, I do at least I'll, I guess I could just speak for myself. I do feel like there is an element of that where like, I do feel more comfortable with the characters that I'm very familiar. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, again, it's the winter soldier problem. It's what I was saying there. It was how are we supposed to care about, you know, his sister because we're just, we're just finding out about them now. And, and that's it is harder i think we've had more time with this at least with us like you know we've been and, and part of it is like i've been clamoring for this character and and i'll stand by this i think this is one of the best casting they've ever done he is this like to a t he just i will never see anyone other than him play kingpin and um because he has such a warmth but also such a hardness uh it's perfect and i think that is part of it like we love that character and so like when he comes on we're like man I want more of you. And, and but I don't think that's a, a deter I don't think that goes against the family. I thought the family worked for me. For me personally, I thought the dynamic worked. Like I said, I think there was complex things they were doing with like, man, the grandma probably should have checked in on them. And even like uh Maya like not contacting Bonnie. Like I see all the reasons and and it worked. And that stuff really did captivate me. Uh, but then it'd be like, okay, now we gotta also talk about the superpowers and fist is showing up and this and that, and it's like and then, of course, we do the drawn-out thing of, like, we can't connect the family until the last episode, so Bonnie has to stay as MIA as possible because you can't – that probably would be wrapped up pretty quickly because it just seems like it needed a conversation. Uh, yeah. No, it, it does seem like, especially, you know, harping on the finale again, but it does, you know, MCU has, like, their formula, right? And you put this character in this role and this thing happens and this is – everything comes together at the finale, like – Every single show is the same structure wise. Um, I do want to get into something that was like probably one of the more different elements of all of this, which was some of like the flashbacks, learning about her ancestry. And um, I, I don't know if I found it particularly exciting. I don't know if it told me any more about Maya, 
but I thought it was like cool concepts, I guess. Yeah, I think it was like a what is is good is is like you're putting uh, a spotlight on this this culture and and you're you're giving time um, to the the Choctaw nation and like again like there was definitely details i saw something earlier where like the woodpecker is like a big deal in 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 that group and like um and the the way they use it in the show i thought was good i think there was a lot they were trying to do artistically that i really liked and it didn't you know as much as we say the cookie cutter formula i felt there was a heart and there was a theme and there was things they really wanted to push in this show and it like we say from the beginning it felt like there was care and that stuff and that I really appreciate. And me saying that, oh, the superpowers were weird and all that stuff is not me negating any of that. I think the whole thing with the power, as much as the finale with that, I love the power stuff. I love showing that. I love like getting into it because it's like, that is part of, you know, even if you're not part, that's it, part of our culture. Like it is, it's, it's part of America. It's part of, um, you know, the what, what has happened, obviously. Uh, and uh, so I appreciate all that stuff. Uh, I thought the flashbacks are really cool. I think the way they did them were really cool. I just wanted that like one more connected tissue. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, okay, well, where else do we go from here? Um, what, what, uh, I, I'm going to talk about, uh, you know, actually, I guess two set pieces because I was about to say my favorite and then I was like, wait, there's one other I really liked. Um, I, I thought this show did a really good job. I mentioned the Daredevil fight. That was great. It seemed like every episode had like a set piece that was really cool. The train heist? awesome i thought that was so cool like i was on the edge of my seat like watching maya jump off a train onto a truck as they're oncoming a tunnel like this stuff was awesome and then i, I was gonna mention the roller rink as well like uh yeah yeah the first like three episodes i'm telling like i was like hyped because like the train was fun setting up bit again the bits one of my favorite like small little funny moments is when the grandma's on her run uh, doing posts and she's like oh yeah i gave the truck to biscuit and you just see biscuit with a bumper hanging off and they just lock eyes and biscuits trying to like i thought that was great it was very comical it was a very funny moment uh it got you, you that the walkie talk again biscuit was so good and then they didn't do anything with him because i love the walkie talkie where he lets slip that maya's there with bonnie and him just pretending ignorant uh but yeah i think the train heist was great and the ice rink i thought that was such a cool like moment i loved like again this is all i needed i don't need the show to be this intense superhero show i loved them just being people and like henry uh basically talking to bonnie through sign language i thought that was so clever again like just showing the show a little bit more um i think in general i i love the i think the the villain the little like uh mini i thought he was great you know what i liked about him he's not just a generic like yes but he the actor gave persona to that character. Uh, I can't remember his name, Bance, or, you know, I would say I don't remember his name, but he, he I thought he did a really good job in that role. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, the roller rink, like, it was, I'm going to say this, it might sound like an insult, but it was almost gimmicky, where, like, there were it was like basically like running through an arcade and she's like oh, i'm gonna smash your head in a pinball table now i have ski balls and like uh it was just silly it was fun and like uh I, you know that's all we i don't I was, again i'll speak for myself that's all i really want give me like cool i like superheroes that beat people up i don't know yeah no exactly and again like i also uh in that scene they also had vicky as the other like kind of bad guy and like he to me screamed like small town bad guy like he thinks he's he's the big fish in the small pond and in the minute more comes through like that i thought worked really well his his two uh two co-workers uh i again 
I think like one through three, one through four really worked for me. There was a lot going on. I thought like they set up that stuff well. I just think I needed like once the once the action started, I feel like all that got dropped to the wayside. It was now focused on Fisk. It was now focused on um, all this other stuff that that uh, negated those like kind of levity moments that we got in the beginning. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. What do you think Fisk, about... Uh, oh, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to like dive more into like Fisk and Maya. I thought they handled that relationship. Uh, it helped, honestly... With with Hawkeye, it helped me reevaluate his performance there, and realizing like, and maybe this was said, and I I just didn't realize that um, she uh, the dad basically just died because he wanted Maya closer, and that was the like he wanted Maya to be close to him, and so she had to, he had to take away all other and it's a toxic trait had to take away all other lifelines she had, and uh, in his mind that's love. And I think that's so fascinating. The character of Wilson Fist is why I adore him is, is because he had trauma and handled it in the completely wrong way, but feels justified in his wrong way because like, and we saw, I don't know. I, I can say too much about Wilson Fist. I think they did a really good job of like setting up that dynamic. I think also setting up Maya and like her coldness and then also like the stuff with her mom really worked uh, with, with that. But like, when she's sitting there with the ice cream man and just watching and like kicks him, I'm like, Oh shoot. Like we're getting dark. <laughs> they actually like, and this is something that the MCU struggles with. I think where um, Maya is an anti-hero, right? Like I feel like so often in these shows, it's somebody that's all good versus somebody that's all bad. And we see a lot of gray in Maya and we see why there's a lot of gray in Maya. We like, obviously, you know, growing up under Wilson Fist, there's going to be some of that stuff, but uh, they really put a pin on it. Like really well. I thought by like that ice cream scene, like you mentioned, and then like showing even her growing up and like her first job working like under Fisk, right? Like going to, to like rough some people up, right? Like she wasn't raised to be a hero. Um, and I don't know, you know, like most things, I feel like they could have done a little bit better at like making her the anti-hero, but you know, they're giving us stuff that I asked for, I guess. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think part of it is like now she's not, I think she's trying to redeem herself. And I think like taking on uh, and representing uh, her family and all that stuff. I think that's like, her now ste stepping away from the Fisk influence and now trying to to take this other, um, take this on. Yeah, no. Um, Tommy, did you catch the post credit scene? I did. I, it's, it sounds like we uh, have a new, potentially, we kind of have an idea where it's going to go in the new Daredevil. Fisk uh, is, is done with the mean streets, he's he's going up to the big times. Going up to the big tower. You know what would be a great <laughs> campaign headquarters for I'm Mayor Fisk? Just the place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really out. I'm just saying. Uh, it's, uh, I, I think it's interesting. We I, I, and I love that he is being set up to be a bigger force in the MCU as a whole. Um, this is put him up there with Thanos for me. Like I, I would love to see him like as the big bad, you know, obviously we kind of lost Kang, I guess, but uh, I, this is a good replacement for me. I don't know how he becomes like a galactic level threat. Like the other two big bads were, but uh, 
I don't know. I, I, I like Kingpin in that role. I've been I've been fighting this fight for for a bit now. I think Kingpin would be a great low level. Bring us back home. Bring it back. To the, lower the stakes, but make the like, Kingpin still terrifying. I don't need a giant alien uh, coming from the sky every single time. I this is too more real for me. You know, in, in this day and age, uh, people diving into politics uh, after uh, living other lives and coming in. It's very scary. <laughs> you just say Trump. <laughs> just, yeah, I mean, I think we're scary. So, like, I, I that's enough for me. Uh, and so, like, I think having more fists is, is going to be great. I agree. Just make him the big bad. Have this be like the storyline. I was, I think, I messaged you of like, just imagine like Tom Holland, Spider Man, quipping with fists. Like, that's why I will. This, there's so many cool stories and so many and so many superheroes see fists as their their ops like a lot of them in new york do not like fists and usually like they're like considered his big bats you know obviously daredevil is the one we know most but like spider-man huge hugely against fists and, and has been for a bit um so i i'm pro uh more more fists on my screen you know tommy i'm not great with the uh the comic books right uh my my lore it's not the best uh, i was just curious uh you know i'm going to look at what was the first comic appearance of kingpin it was 1967 in the amazing spider-man so i guess he was a spider-man villain yeah. first i mean uh you know i i think you know somebody like me that you know grows up the mcu goes up with the netflix shows like i think of him as a daredevil villain but you're right he's a he's a spider-man villain so they they all these villains this the, the TV shows like to tell you that these villains are a one, like they only date one superhero. But like I believe Electro first showed up in Daredevil, yeah. and he's known as the Spider-Man villain. So it's like <laughs> they they love to double dip. I guess they're all, they're like the two New York heroes, right? And they share. I, I guess it makes more sense, right? Like it's not like the villains are like, oh wait, or it's not like the heroes would be like, oh, Kingpin's doing the crime this time. Sorry, not my not my job. Better call Daredevil. I think that's what Captain Marvel does. Like, oh, uh, you know, Ultron. I'm I'm gonna stay up here. That's not that's not my. <laughs> that was always just space. <laughs> I am strictly only involved. I've got other in planets space. to help. Uh, I can't be involved with an Iron Man villain. Even though I went back and forth to like multiple planets, it it, it didn't take her that long. Does she had time to get married on the singing planet, like. Uh... <laughs> She wasn't busy. <laughs> Is that what this show needed? Did it need a singing planet? I guess. <laughs> yeah. At least a karaoke night at the skating rink. I think we could have done that. Oh, uh, that's the thing. I would have taken like, I would take a show like a like a One Tree Hill, a Dawson's Creek version of this. I love the town. I love the the. I would just take like a twenty two series season of just like Maya growing up in her town. <laughs> like, I'm in. <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, just speaking music, um, I thought this might be one of the best soundtracks I've heard, at least from the Marvel shows, for sure. I mean, uh, I'm a big Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's guy. There's a lot of that, including in the opening credits. Um, Down in the Valley to Pray, one of my, one of my favorite songs, uh, and, you know, at least cinema. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I was really uh, I was really enjoying the music in the show, for sure. We, we don't talk about our takes. And that's so funny because I had the same thought. I was like, this music is, I'm like, am I, am I misremembering the other shows? I don't remember them having like, like fun soundtracks like this. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, you know, you are a walking dead fan, right? They, uh, 
you know, The Walking Dead was notorious for like picking like a song that has like three listens on Spotify because they didn't have to pay that much. And it's like, this is like, I don't know, trying to make it feel like a bigger thing than it is. Uh, no, they went all out. They, they paid the money for the song. So, yeah. No, I, I I think overall the show did a really good job in a lot of departments. I think there's like, if anything, I think it's just lack of episode. It's, it's really like, and and just a better, if the finale, I think, nailed that, we'd be like, this, if the finale actually had a fight scene and you just have her beat Fisk, I'm good. And I think like this works. And I think we walk away being like, Echo, great, uh, focused in story about Maya and um, we may never see Maya again. I don't know what the future is for this character, but I now feel like at least that character has been fully explored more than she was in uh, Hawkeye. Yeah, for sure. Tommy, what else? What else can we touch on? Um, um I'm trying to think. Each the ice rink, the train thing, um, the ancestors. I, think uh, I feel like points. that's. I feel like we hit the big points. Uh, did did you like when she poured the wine? The dinner scene, first of all, very tension filling scene. And I thought they did such a good job of like, I didn't know where that was gonna go. And uh, the the cojones on fist to just show up and be like, yeah, we're just gonna have this dinner. I trust that you're not gonna kill me in this moment. Yeah. Uh, I I thought the dinner was another we didn't was another really fun, interesting scene of showing how again his version of caring too, like his version of like, see how much I like. I'm bringing your favorite things. I'm I'm coming to you. I'm giving you another chance. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, and again, I think uh, you know the core of this show for me was the uh, like Lee mentioned was the the Kingpin and Maya connection. I think uh, something they did really well. So you know, I'm I'm walking away. Tommy, season two. Are you, you, is that, are you are, would you sign off? Hmm. I is there more story here? I think again, if you're gonna make it a a. One Tree Hill, Maya hanging out, love it. I think I could see more of take this character now we, that we have her backstory, bring her into Daredevil, have her be part of. You know, I think she could. I would love to see them create a a grittier series like they did with the Netflix. Just do that again, like New York focused stories. Have this cast like Maya come in, Daredevil. Just redo Defenders because I think that's you have some like really that's interesting... a hot take i think <laughs> well do it do it better yeah <laughs> i loved i loved i don't know if i've talked about this on here i love the netflix uh, marvel series i thought other than one that everyone knows was terrible i thought every single the rest of them other than iron fist was amazing great casting i never, i I, I, I don't even think i finished De uh, uh daredevil um, I watched a little bit of Punisher. Other than that, I'm not exposed, really. I mean, no, it's good. Jessica Jones was so good. I really like Jessica Jones. I thought that character, like, and I read these comics, so like, I was a huge fan of Luke Cage. I was a huge fan, and I felt these actors perfectly added, like, were them. In my mind, there will be no other Luke Cage than that guy. There will be no other Jessica Jones. Uh, so I thought it was a good series. I think Toys the End got a little, little wonky, but uh, I, I thought pretty good. Let me, let me let me let me let me throw a question out there um i don't know if you know this i'll just spoil you i guess i think it's been confirmed that punisher will come in eventually in some capacity um with john bernthal uh luke cage uh jessica jones if you had to pick one of them to, or maybe uh you know your other buddy what's his name iron Fist? no no leave him out <laughs> if they redo the casting was just it, it was a mess there uh man that's so tough because i really do love both of them 
Jessica Jones had such a fascinating story and they did it so, like, again, I don't want to spoil any of it. Cause I really think if you're going to watch one, Jessica Jones is such a intricate, complex story that. I well, who is this that. woman? What is her? What? A, I don't know anything she's about super Jessica. strength, but she's really? a private eye. She's a private eye that does. <laughs> she's, she gets down and gritty and, and okay. you know, um, uh, she's got iron fists. Iron fist. Uh, no, and, and and there's a uh, her backstory specifically in the Netflix series is really interesting with the villain. The villain and her are very familiar in a not great way, and uh, it, it's played by David Tennant is the villain. Great, great casting there as uh, the villain. I can't believe you have never watched Jessica Jones. I, that's your homework assignment. Watch Jessica Jones. You know what's funny is like I feel like at the time the narrative was you know people really liked Daredevil and then everything else was kind of like somebody like yes you know it's it's all right I feel like now and it, it might be like the Star Wars prequels in a way where like everyone hated the prequels and then the sequels come out and we're like we love the prequels now I think it might be a, a situation where people weren't super hyped about the Netflix shows until the MCU shows started coming out and they're like these things were yeah. Good. Well, and another issue is it felt like they got too big for what Netflix was able to hand, you know, handle with Marvel. It's like Marvel Avengers was the focus. And then they were trying to do this Defender series, but it did not have the energy put in. So it's like it came out with gas and then at towards it started to falter towards the end. They're like, do we really have to do this Defender show? Like, does anyone care about this anymore? And it really felt like the energy and the the uh, excitement for that series was was very uh, pushed off the side. But. Yeah, I think it's also, you know, I'll take I'll take Jessica. It got an 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. Hey, what more can you ask for? Yeah, it's pretty 37 for Iron, 37 for Iron Fist. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I think it's a little uh, I think it's a little generous, to be honest. <laughs> that was very kind of that one, huh? Um Tommy, I you know, coming to the end here. I, I gotta ask because we haven't talked in a minute. I, I I don't believe that you don't have a recommendation to leave the audience with. You there's certainly something that you watched. It's been a lot of One Piece, guys. Uh, I I'm caught up on One Piece, by the way. If you ever followed that journey, I watched a thousand and something episodes. It's ridiculous. Uh, but what have I been watching? Uh. I, this isn't out yet, but I'm, I'm like, I hate even saying this on a podcast because I'm I'm becoming too hopeful. And I, I knew this was going to happen. And I'm I'm scared, Michael, because I don't know if you saw and, and you know me. I don't usually watch trailers, but I happen to watch a specific trailer that dropped of Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, I didn't I didn't even watch that. I mean, then again, I'm not like the biggest Avatar fan. I didn't <gasps> watch the other show. Have you watched One Piece yet? The live action? <laughs> Michael. Michael, Tommy, it's still my recommendation for you. The live action, so everyone universally, I haven't seen like one person being like, This is bad. Like, everyone I know, both YouTubers that I watch, are always like going in very defeatist, and then they watch it and they're like, Man, I love the heart of this show. I'm you'll you'll walk away feeling so inspired. Okay, see, my thing is, I, I've been the reason I'm not super entrenched in um TV shows right now is because it's Oscar season, baby. I've been catching up on a bunch of movies, so I have like I have like five recommendations. Um, see, I'm the opposite, I haven't watched, I don't think I've watched a movie in a minute. Can I recommend some to you? Yes, uh, start- but yeah, go watch the Avatar show, it, I think it's going to be good. Uh, well, you know, I'm still nervous, but it looked better than I expected, you know. if I think I'll check it out and maybe we can podcast about it. No in the, the one piece live action, Tommy, I'll watch that too. 
Uh, Listen, you gave up on my hero. I I lost I didn't you there. Give up. I just All right. started. Okay, yeah, let, let me throw some recommendations to you, Tommy. Uh, I'll start with the, one of the easiest ones. You can watch this on Amazon Prime right now. Saltburn. It actually heard... didn't get nominated for Best Picture, which I think it was robbed. It's one of my favorite movies of the year. Uh, Saltburn's great. Oh, Rebecca watched this okay. uh, without me, and uh, I I know bits. I heard it's it's real freaky. Yeah, it's a freaky movie. But freaky. I'm trying to think of a comparison because I feel like you know, um, okay, so like the black what Black Swan when that came out, like people were just like, oh, there's lesbians in that movie, right? Like that was the dialogue, and it kind of overshadowed the fact that it was a really good movie too. Um, I think Saltburn is the same thing where there's like, oh, there's gay people doing gay things in this movie, but it's a really good movie. <laughs> so. It gave me vibes of the guy who who did the lobster and like that kind of like sacred of like that kind of like yeah. Takes me to my next recommendation. Yorgos Lanthimos, director of the lobster, came out with a new movie. It's actually my favorite movie of the year, Poor Things, starring oh. Emma Stone. Um and, and uh Willem Dafoe plays a mad scientist. It's awesome. <laughs> He's something of a scientist, I've heard, so that would make sense. Of course, I just named the two horniest movies uh, up front, which was Saltburn and Poor Things has a little of some of that in oh there Oh my as gosh, well. Marvel's covering their ears. They can't deal with <laughs> this. This is the school dance. Leave the room for <laughs> the ratings, I guess. <laughs> Leave room for Thanos. Okay, here's a less horny one. Godzilla minus one. This I've go. heard. Uh, Jason, my good friend, uh, watches, and he could not uh, speak highly enough about it. Said it was one of his favorite Godzilla movies. Yeah, I uh, I think it's my favorite. Then again, I I haven't seen all like the best ones. Um, okay, two more real quick. Anatomy of a Fall, really great movie. What I think that you'll like specifically though is the Iron Claw. Again, also kind of I've heard some awards. I think yeah. you would really like Iron Claw. So you know, if you find yourself wandering outside, if you fall outside your front door, I know you work from home. Yeah. <laughs> you find yourself in a movie cinema park. <laughs> well, maybe maybe i will no i i uh i need to see more movies this year i've really fallen off because i think i've just dived so deeply into the tv show streets uh that i i um i'm like blinking on stuff i've watched but i definitely have watched stuff guys like you know i, I watch things okay last thing i want to touch on before we close out um i guess this is kind of like the news segment we got a bad badge trailer i know you're not gonna watch that but uh I'm really excited for Bad Batch to come back. I can't believe I'm here, but there's some things in that trailer I, that like I, I'm gonna I, come in strong on Bad Batch. I'm gonna uh, this year, 2024. It's the final season, so I'm I'm the biggest fan of Bad Batch. Uh, I I didn't see the trailer. I knew it dropped, and I knew I know there's a character. I don't know who the character is. I saw a symbol, but I don't know any. It has no context. Someone in armor, so like my mind does go to like. Uh, Sabine and like some of the Mandalorian stuff, but I do not have it confirmed yet. I don't know anything. I'll just say it's very exciting. Um, and it's almost it's kind of controversial too, but I'll just I'm gonna oh. leave it at that. It's exciting and controversial that this character. Do you think I should look or should I just wait and go into the show? I just it's one of those things that I'm like, I don't know how you for me, I know I you know, our pro, our social media feeds are probably very different. I could never avoid this because I just follow so many Star Wars accounts. I don't know how you avoid this. It seems like a very big thing. Well, you see, my Twitter is mostly just Buffalo Billsing because I like to see a lot of the reporters bash my favorite team and then yeah. I get very upset. And so then they decide to show me more of it because, of course, I looked at it once and now just it's just 
and and now that they're out of you know spoilers buffalo is out of the playoffs and uh it's even worse because at least before it was like i could bank on the fact that maybe we can win now it's just now it's just people poo-pooing on my josh allen yeah you know i'm a when I was faking to be a football fan for a, a year, I was a big Bills fan. They were my favorite you, team. You, they're, they're just a fun team to root for. Listen. They just they go hard, man. Like you, <laughs> and their games are at least last year. I was like, I'd want. I hate football, right? I just say it. I hate football. Like most of the time, I'm like this is so boring. But you watch Buffalo Bills game, man. They're just like. Yeah, no, I mean, oh, and no. it's a universal. Like, uh, I, I, I become recently a big uh, Jason Kelsey uh, guy. I, I think he's a really stand-up guy. He plays for the Eagles, obviously, brother of J- Travis Kelsey. And he was at the game, and he was. Uh, they have a podcast. Brother of uh, Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Yeah. Brother, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> uh, and uh, he was saying he's like, I, he's like, I don't know what it was. I just like, I became Buffalonian. Like, they just have such a vibe. And he's like taking off as he's on during the game. They showed him, it's like Taylor Swift, forget about her in the same booth. We're focused on Jason Kelsey with his shirt off, jumping out of the club windows. That's the energy we need in 2024. He seems way more fun than Travis. I'll just, yeah. <laughs> he seems like, uh, you know, down to earth. Oh, I can gush about him and Kylie. They're couple goals, him and his wife, and uh, very don't care about being celebrities, which I appreciate. When, when people do that okay tommy we, we've officially started talking about football so i think it is the end yeah of the i think this, this is the part you try <laughs> oh what's that i gotta go yeah um okay well um i will close this out here i like to remind you guys to rate and review us on itunes and spotify preferably five stars um also please subscribe because we're gonna be here uh whenever there's a marvel and star wars thing which uh i guess we'll be back in february for bad batch i think that's that's next on our uh, agenda here so um also we have some merch if you want to check that out in our the link in the show notes you know some cool shirts and whatnot but that is all we got for you guys thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time bye